Hello everyone, this is the Controller Disconnected Podcast. I am your host, Matthias Carnero. Everybody and their mother, maybe literally, is raving about the hottest new game of the summer, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. And it's no different for me, I've been playing it constantly since its release last week. And before that too. I'm gonna tell you about that and more coming up on today's episode. I suppose most of you listening are familiar with the game, but for those who aren't, Fall Guys is a physics-based competition game, developed by Mediatonic and published by Devolver Digital. It mixes in races, survival challenges, and team matches, leading to one last dash where a single winner is crowned Champion of the Fallen. That's not what it's called, I, I made it up. I seen it referred to as a Battle Royale game, but it really doesn't feel that way for me. In my opinion, uh, Battle Royale involves directly eliminating other participants in order to be the last one standing at the end. Fall Guys is more like a conventional game show competition, having players participate in different challenges to advance. The winners proceed, and the losers fall off the board. The players control blobs or tic tacs or beans, some might even dare to call them minions, whatever their names may be, they're the main character of the game. You are able to customize your own little guy in many different ways from its colors, emotes, patterns, faceplate, and you can even give it a cool costume to wear. There's one of a baseball player, pineapple, a pigeon, an owl, and a hot dog just to name a few. And the game is only just getting started, so it's a given to be many more on the way. I have played the game on both PC and PS4, but I'll stick to the PS4 controller scheme for this episode. Getting into a game is simple enough, just press the X button on the main menu and you'll fall right in. Right now the servers are still green and can't quite keep up with the load, but rest assured it should no longer be a problem in the near future. The first challenge of any match is a race. It's easier to thin out the herd with a mad dash right off the bat. But this isn't just any normal race, there are many obstacles in your way. Gatecrash and DoorDash both come with similar premises about going through doors, though the former is about making your way past doors that go up and down blocking your path, and the latter is about avoiding real fake doors while everybody funnels into the correct passages. There's also Dizzy Heights, where you make your way through spinning platforms fighting disorientation and rolling balls in your way. And then there's Seesaw, where players traverse across multiple balancing platforms on their way to the finish line. Unless you fall enough and respawn at the back, or you'll be stuck watching everyone hurl themselves into the abyss below because they can't wait for the platforms to level back out again like a bunch of impatient FUCKING IDIOTS! Sorry, I, I got carried away. At the end of every stage, the players appear on the big board and watch as all the losers from that round get booted off into the loser's pit. There's no loser's pit either, I, I made that up too. Another class of maps is about survival, 
where you must stand your ground until time runs out or the other players are eliminated. One of them is Block Party, where you must avoid being pushed off a platform by moving walls by standing in the safe gaps. There's also Roll Out, where you run across rotating rings full of obstacles and gaps. Jump Club, where you must avoid the spinning beams above and below you. Perfect Match, where you must stand on the platform that matches the fruit icon on the screen surround you. And Tail Tag, where players must steal tails from each other by grabbing them with the R2 button and keep them on until time runs out to qualify, to name a few examples. These matches can get very hectic with everybody desperately trying to stay in the game. Even more so when they all bump into each other and make things more complicated. The little guys flop and go limp on the ground at the slightest bump or touch, so any setbacks can be game-changing, but it's also very satisfying to qualify in a round after flopping around for an eternity. Next are the team games, which might be the most hated part of the game for those who hate teamwork or end up on the yellow team. These matches are where players still in the game get separated into 2-4 to four teams depending on the mode and have to beat the others to qualify, or at the very least not finish last. Two similar ones are Egg Scramble and Hoarders, where you have to get the biggest quantity of something to win the match, those being Eggs in the former and Volleyballs in the latter. Fall Ball is the game's version of soccer, where two balls are in play and you must score goals into the other team's net. In Rock and Roll, you and your team must push the ball down an obstacle course to the finish line ahead of the others. And then there's also a team version of Tail Tag, where the team with the least tails at the end of the timer gets eliminated. Those are the least favorite types of matches for me, mostly because everything is so unpredictable and sometimes teammates end up impeding each other. It's a mess, just not a very beautiful one when it gets in your way. Lastly, there are the final rounds. Unless by some kind of force majeure, everybody gets eliminated before this, Every match will end with one of these three modes, leaving only one fall guy to get the crown and the glory. Fall Mountain is an uphill race with many familiar obstacles from previous modes, and the winner is the guy who grabs the crown at the top first. In Hexagon, you stand on multiple platforms which disappear as soon as you step on them, so you must keep running and jumping to stay afloat. The game ends when everybody falls off and one remains. Lastly is the Royal Fumble, which works like tail tag but with only one tail being up for grabs. The winner is the player who has the tail by the end of the timer. Doesn't matter who held it the longest, if you can swoop in and grab the tail at the very last second, you still win. At the end of every match, you are presented with a results screen showing which badges you have earned after each game mode. What they mean is still a mystery, but you might be able to gather what they are with some deduction. And I'm telling you how many experience points and kudos the game's currency you have acquired. If you win a match, you also get a crown, which can be traded for more premium items at the shop. Speaking of which, let's talk about the economy for a second. The game's economy, not the real world. I'll be damned if I ever understand what the hell is going on with that. Anyway, as I said, the two currencies of the game are kudos and crowns. Kudos are earned by playing the game normally, with more being awarded the longer you stay in matches and a lot more by winning them. You can purchase packs of kudos with real money as well, but the game gives away enough of them that this shouldn't be a consideration for most people. And a cosmetic store isn't big enough to justify hoarding coin anyway. Crowns are earned by winning matches and only by winning matches, and the odd reward on the battle pass. There's no way to actually purchase them through other means, so only skill and experience will let you those sweet rarer skins and costumes. There's also a battle pass system, similar to all our battle royale games, with seasons and rankings unlocking different cosmetics as you level up. 
There's no battle pass available for purchase yet, so there's only one tier of unlockables to get. I like this scheme the developers have set up. It's very accessible and less greedy than other examples in the same genre. I just hope that they can keep it up for a long time. Now, way back at the intro, I briefly mentioned that I played the game before launch. That's because I got in the super secret beta they had running since the beginning of the year. I just want to code through a giveaway, nothing special. I'm not that important yet. There was a non-disclosure agreement involved, so everything had to be kept hush-hush, and I never mentioned anything about it publicly. But it's since been dropped, and the game has finally been released, so I guess it's worth mentioning a few things from then. The game hasn't changed much over these tests, outside of some menus looking slightly different and some game-breaking bugs being squashed. One time during the Whirly gig mode, I got swatted out by one of the fan's blades and I ended up outside the map, and I was able to bypass about a third of it by walking on the edge. There is still such a bug on the Team Tail tag level, which involves getting squeezed in a particular spot against the wall, but that's pretty hard to do, on purpose at least. And on Block Party, you can stand on the walls at the edge of the platform with help from a maybe unwilling friend, and avoid the obstacles knocking other players down. That's one that will probably get a fix very soon, since it can be used to intentionally cheat your way through the course. Playing the beta also allowed me to notice some of the inner workings of the game, figuring out the patterns on gate crash, how to always get through the really fast fan on the whirly gig, the shortcut at the end of the slime climb. You could say I'm a Fall Guys master at this point. So I never won any matches at all during that time. And then the game comes out, and I win 7 matches just in the first week. I'd be angry, but at least now I can put my crowns to good use without fear of my having my progression being reset. Lastly, let's talk a bit about the aesthetics of the game. Everywhere you look, there's an explosion of colors from the yells of the menu background, the blues and pinks on the menu selections and courses you run in, the various color swatches you can paint your little blob with, not to mention the patterns you can decorate it with. The music in the background is always bubbly and bouncy, getting you ready to rumble and keeping up the competition vibe all the way. It can get repetitive after a while, but they are still banking tunes. In conclusion, Fall Guys is a very fun time that's bound to make our stuck at home summer, or winter, much better if you play it. It's got a nice, easygoing vibe that leads you through the highly competitive and sometimes tense matches with the goal of being the king of the stumbling dudes. And you don't even need to do it the American way, which is shooting everybody. The game is available on PC through Steam and on PlayStation 4 too, for free if you have a PlayStation Plus subscription. I hope to stumble upon you in a match. Just don't grab me and try to mess up my game, or I'm going to find out where you live, and I'm going to beat the shit! And that does it for this episode of Controller Disconnected. Thank you very much for listening. Please leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. You can find a link to that in the show notes. You can subscribe for free, and listen to future episodes of the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at condisconnected. And last but not least, Please share this episode with someone you know. Word of mouth really goes a long way to helping us grow. Once again, thank you for listening. I am Matthias Carnero, and call your parents. They love you a lot. <laughs>